0: Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back to Aid Thompson and Other Disappointments, your goddamn entry point to the aftermath of what used to be the UK. Um, It is now the uh, I don't know. It's a it's a burning end of days situation uh, here in Blighty. It's getting quite cold in the mornings and evenings, but rest assured, the city is warmed by the River of Hades flowing through it. While uh, formerly sane white-collar workers walk up and down Bishopsgate wearing a John 316 sandwich board ringing a bell. Um, Quasi and Liz pacing back and forth in an office in the number 10 complex, no doubt. Like, what do we do? What do we do? What the fuck do we do? (laughs) Pound dropping in value by the day. Clowns. Clowns? Clouds. It was kind of accurate. Clouds gathering over Downing Street, I was going to say. Lightning bolts and witches flying around cackling. <laughs> That's where we're at in Great Britain right now in late September of 2022. Uh, there is talk of our chancellor, Kwasi Kwarteng, uh being kicked out, which is pretty fucking funny. Imagine that shit. Like he's literally just got the job. Imagine that, like backing trust to be PM, you know? She's like, "Back me, I'll make you Chancellor. Nice, cushy gig, next door to me. The Brexit mess, that like, that's all Boris is doing. So you can blame everything on him. Dish out a few tax cuts to get growth going. Boom, say yes, Quasi. His eyes light up. Like, yeah, yeah, I suppose I could. Apply my history degree in classic studies to the world of complex fiscal machinery. What's the worst that could happen? You know. Joss is like, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Just in cahoots. He's like, history and castles and who won the Battle, battle of Trafalgar and then multi-dimensional cross-asset trading instruments that can change in a split second. I mean, they sound like very different disciplines, don't they? History and complex fiscal machinery. They sound different, but I bet there's a lot of crossover there. And Trust is like, absolutely, Quasi. You'll be great at it. He's like, yeah, you know, transferable skills and all that. History, transferable to fiscal world. I'm, I'm positive. And look, I'm not knocking it. Good luck to him. Good luck to Kwasi Kwarteng. Don't let nothing hold you back, bro. You got a degree in classics. You studied history at Harvard. Some might say that makes you unqualified to run <laughs> one of the most advanced fintech economies in the fucking world. But you just smashed through that glass ceiling, bro. You show him. I mean in a way it's quite diverse really isn't it i mean we all know the way like tories wheel out the diversity bollocks when they form a new cabinet we know this right like you know when they they give seven of the top 15 jobs say to black privately educated sociopaths (laughs) like and then they go look we have found people from all different walks of life like really I mean, did you really? Did you? (laughs) Yeah, look, he's he's black and she's black. It's diverse. And it's kind of like, it's true. They are from different walks of life. You know, kind of. It's just, you know, different golf clubs, though. (laughs) Their parents met at different golf clubs. To the golf club that this guy's parents met at. You know, that's the difference. That's the diversity right there. Kwesi went to Eton. Sunak went to Eton. Johnson went to Eton. Like, and, then, and then them and Braverman and Cleverly, like they're all privately educated. If you took any of them to the council estate I grew up on, they'd come out in hives. They'd start shaking and convulsing like the kid in the omen near the church, you know, <laughs> Well, we we're, uh, were super diverse. No, you just found black sociopaths. Congrats. Anyway, back to um, back to a classics degree, running the exchequer. It is, you know, it's quite diverse. It's uh, it's equality in fifth gear, guys. I mean, I, I mock the Conservative Party for employing a you know, superficial layer of amdram diversity, you know, like it's barely fucking acknowledgeable <laughs> with anything more than an explosion of laughter. We're oh, we're very diverse here. Really? Literally all of you know each other from the private member circuit. <laughs> like why do you why do you even give each other jobs? Just one of you should do the whole thing. You're that much the same, you know? <laughs> I bet better, uh, better be fucking, you know, careful or this shit will get taken out of context oh they're all the same these black tories are all the same no i don't i don't mean it like that you know I don't mean it like that i just mean you know they're only superficially black what no that's not that's not okay <laughs> um i mean they're all the same as the other tories you know they're the same person cloned out on a conveyor belt again and again like a like a carousel on the world's shittest game show <laughs> what do i win now oh well oh there's so many prizes to choose from do i want the privately educated oxbridge sociopath or the exact same fucking prize over and over again it, like, it's hard to choose like if someone gets introduced to to james cleverly they should go to shake his hand and then hold their hand back just at the last second like and go wait no what like what's the point i already met you five minutes ago <laughs> and point to the next like eat tonight, fucking private school prick do you know what i mean anyway to be look to be crystal fucking clear i'm not saying they're the same because they're black or people of color or, or whatever i'm saying they tick most of the same boxes from a class and socioeconomic standpoint right you understand the difference i'm sure you do did it listener, but like so somebody will listen to this and go like oh my god i can't believe he said they're all the same like it's so predictable and tedious but anyway pretending it's diverse because what like on a surface layer they appear to be different to the usual tories you know like the gray-haired red-cheeked boat club bellens Pretending they've achieved diversity because of that is is actually not that far from racism itself. I know that sounds weird, but, but it, like it's just exploiting something that this person can't change for your own material benefit. It just fucking is. Anyway, yes, it is kind of diverse. I'll give them credit for this, you know, using a, a classics degree <laughs> to run the Exchequer. Quick pause for beer, guys. Oh, that's fucking delicious. It is kind of diverse to give that job. Number 11, Chancellor of the Exchequer to a history grad. Like, you can do this too. (laughs) Don't let these bigoted experts at the Bank of England tell you you can't run this shit just because... Your degree was in something completely unrelated to finance. Don't let them hold you back. I think if Todd Margaret has taught us anything, it's that you've got to fake it till you make it. Son, learn on the job. You imagine Quasi saying, but we're like, what? What if I fuck up? Oh, don't worry about it. There's a pre-employment training course, college, just over there. Where? I can't see. Just past the unicorns and over the sunlit... But not solar-powered uplands. You're going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine, Kwesi. It really is one of life's great mysteries for me. And perhaps for you. But, like, if you, if you grew up on council estates, right? If you grew up in a single-parent family, as I did, and you've worked shit jobs you know serving fried food or whatever all over your weekend you know if you've come up that sort of route and then when you do work a bit harder and you do attain some level of financial security however fucking temporary that might feel right now like you end up with this ingrained feeling that you don't deserve it it's it's fucking wild you know because you've come from that part of the world. You come up this sort of council state thing that then when you are in a, a sort of middle class lifestyle, I guess, you feel like you don't deserve it. Like whatever you work for, whatever the pay rise or bonus or achievement or however many podcast listens or Patreons you get, you always feel like it's a sham and someone's going to find you out. You know, imposter syndrome, right? and yet here's where it's a mystery right yeah i don't think that ever inhabits the minds of the utonian lot (laughs) like for a second i don't think they ever stop to question if they have the right skill set to lead a country (laughs) you know like could i actually be any good at this or uh what what is it i actually want to achieve when i get into number 10 what improvements to society would i like to implement how could I help society? Do you think they ever ask themselves these questions? I don't think they do. like it's ingrained in them in the same way that my thing is ingrained in me. Like it's ingrained in me that I don't deserve X, Y and Z. It's ingrained in them, but in the opposite way, you know, like someone pulled out the plus and minus cable, the red and white speaker cables, switched them around and shoved them back in, you know, reversed the polarity or whatever, you know. So now not only do they not think, God, someone's going to find out my classics degree is basically fucking dead philosophers talking shit. What will I do when they find me out? You know, it's not that not only do they not think that, but they actually think they're owed these jobs in high power. You know. And I imagine people like asking, like, are you are you sure you're up to this, Mr. Quartagin? You know, would be like, yeah, yeah, this is what are you talk about. Like, this is this is where I belong. I am precisely the sort of person who should hold this position. <laughs> are you sure? Because I, I mean, I, I think it's pretty complicated stuff. Yes, yes. This makes perfect sense. Me, economics, ministerial car, heaping shit on a class of people I've never let my kids near. It feels right. I don't think it ever occurs to them that they they might not be a good fit for this. I think it's literally just like rites of passage for them is like Eton Oxbridge into a think tank and then circle back CCHQ parachuted into an MP role up to minister. And then that's fucking it. It's like, yeah, well, this is where I'm supposed to be. Like, What are you talking about? Why are you questioning it? Anyway, there's loads of shit going down as I'm recording this. I'm going to have a quick swig of beer because I think think we need it, guys. There's a numbers guy, an analyst that works for Sky News, uh, Ed Conway. And he's saying that if the Bank of England hadn't intervened in buying bonds which is what they've done like today. And I think maybe yesterday they started doing it, which look, here's a little clue in terms of how serious shit is getting. Like last time we did this was the quantitative easing program that ran from 2008, the global financial crash through to 2017, like a decade of QE. Basically, you know, governments buying back their own bonds to stop this rabid sell off (laughs) that's happening because nobody has confidence you know like i don't want to teach you all to you know suck eggs maybe you know this stuff already but if you're not familiar with this stuff with supply and demand and and with this if too many people are selling off their uk debt ious at once And the value of them then tanks because people have to lower the price to make it still attractive for somebody to buy. If too many of them are selling them off at once, like people don't believe the UK economy is in good shape or that it's worth buying bonds that would be repaid back to you like in 10 years, then they will sell. And And then shit like people's pensions are linked to this because people align their pension investment portfolios with bonds, like a bond is a product that your pension can buy into so people buy these bonds because they're seen as low risk (laughs) at that stage in life that later stage your your autumn years you just want low risk so i'll buy into government bonds and then the money's safe because what would ever happen to the british economy and i get like a little return on it also so that's like but people's pensions with this sort of low risk product are now like they've Uh, What's the word? Like panic selling because they think the UK economy is in dire straits, which it kind of is. Anyway, if too many people sell them off too quickly, the value of them tanks. So the Bank of England are now (laughs) trying to buy back 65 billion pounds worth of them. With magic money, probably, (laughs) which is. Fucking hilarious in itself, because it's like, you know, the economy's in dire straits. We're circling the fucking drain, guys. People aren't investing in the future of the UK. And the solution to this is just to magic a shit ton of money. (laughs) And the reason I say it's magic money is because it's not based on gold reserves anymore. I don't think it's like it's literally like, yeah, we had 30 billion in this account. And uh, now we have 90 billion. (laughs) How much did you say you need again? It's like, you know, it's it's a computer function fired off and then magically there's this money in there. And so anyway, then they buy the bonds to replicate demand and keep the value up a bit. I mean, it's market manipulation, I think. But, you know, fine, whatever. The older you get, the more you realise there's no such thing as market manipulation or indeed insider trading or probably murder (laughs) if you go up high enough the higher you go the less there are actual crimes i swear you know like the bank of england can buy up a load of bonds to make it look like there's demand for them and and gordon brown can sell off the fucking gold reserves to make it look like there's no demand for for gold you know and whether it looks bad to you and me or even a fucking judge presiding over a financial crimes thing or not all of that is out the window because it's a government or a financial institution like the Bank of England doing it, you know. But it's nuts because it's like, you know, if I if I asked a question to a, a lawyer, or, you know, what if I start a rumor that the CFO of the Daily Mail group fucks animals? What if I started that rumor and flooded it like around investment that like they'd be like, uh, no, aid. That could adversely affect the value of their stock positions and you'd be liable for market manipulation charges among libel and you would probably go to prison. (laughs) Right. But what if the Bank of England fiscally tell everyone that bonds are amazing? Oh, that's fine. That is absolutely fine. Anyway, so that's what they're doing is buying up these bonds to stop the effect of panic selling. Right. And this chap, this numbers guy. On Sky, he tweeted earlier today, he said on the Bank of England intervention and told the Bank of England were responding to a run dynamic on pension funds, a wholesale equivalent of the run, which destroyed Northern Rock. And had they not intervened, there would have been mass insolvencies of pension, fund, pension funds by this afternoon. Fuck. So pension funds and presumably pension companies, organisations, your pension, my pension, who like potentially entire banks could have gone under this afternoon. So that's fun. Jesus Christ, keep it light, Ed. And yet, even as banks pull their mortgage deals and pension funds and almost go bust, I presume, not to mention, you know, everyone else laying awake at night worrying about shit. Like, how wild is it that you've still got people like the questionably funded Institute of Economic Affairs, Andrew Lillico? On Twitter, like, why are the IMF intervening? You know, everything's fine. Everything's fine. I don't understand why the IMF are even getting involved. I tell you what, lads, the IMF have gone all lefty i bet it's full of ramona like i was blown away by how quick it took him like no time how quick he moved to trivialize the intervention by the imf as like i think his his exact words if not exact then almost exact he was like well they've self declared as a lefty institution that's that was his takeaway on it oh, the IMF are just self-declaring as a lefty organisation or whatever. Like, mate, you've just self-declared as a fucking idiot. Like, how, how anyone can sit there, let alone the mouthpiece of an organisation who can't bring themselves to confirm who's funding them, and against the backdrop of a, of a pound falling through the floor, these pension funds and mortgages, how you can sit there and go, well, tell you what, it's just cause they're woke. Like it's it's unbelievable. like it's it's the political and economic equivalent of like um like you know when you were a kid and you come home in tears cause the other kids called you a big eared, goofy cunt. Like I mean that's 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 happened to everyone, right guys? I mean I mean right, guys, that's happened to everyone, right? You remember when you'd be upset because everyone in your class pushed you into a corner and 27 kids from form room 2B and your teacher all called you a bigot, goofy cunt. Do you remember that, guys? That happened to everyone. And so you'd go home crying to your mum and your mum would laugh in your face. No. And your mum would say this is this is what it's the equivalent of. Your mum would say, oh, they're just jealous. <laughs> like that, that is this, you know. Or the kids call you a big goofy cunt, or whatever. You know they call you fatty, or or use a racial slur, or you know, or s- skinny bitch, or you know, like whatever it is, whatever's your thing that they took the piss out of you and bullied you with. You go home and you tell your mum about it, and she goes, "Oh, they're just jealous." Like I don't think they are, mum. <laughs> they called me a fat prick. For three hours straight and kept prodding my belly. Oh, they're just jealous. I don't think they want to be fat pricks, mum. That's not the fucking lesson here. Oh, they're just jealous. That is Andrew Lillico. Telling himself like. It's just because they're woke. (laughs) It's just because they're woke. That's why they're getting involved. Bloody IMF. Lefty Ramona Wokies. It's definitely not. That your faves fucking Lizzie and Kwesi did what you wanted and it's fucked the country. And now the big boys at the Bank of England and IMF are stepping in like, bro, this is fucked. Like, the fuck are you doing? It's just that they're wokies. Like, it's amazing how much stuff is woke. That is also stuff that they just don't like, isn't it? (laughs) Incredible, the overlap there. If something is politically inconvenient or embarrassing for them. Oh, I see that that thing's gone woke now. That's like, you know, well, I see the IMF has self-declared as a lefty organization now. is pretty much what he said. Unbelievable idiocy. I saw some other real winners, though, out there today. Real intellectual heavyweights. I mean, sometimes it is just an honor to share Twitter with them. The great minds of the conservative party um one guy quick swig one guy he was like and this oh man this is fucking funny who was it oh uh, lord ashcroft that was it yeah <laughs> that's what he said earlier he said a currency trader has just told me That a driver to sell sterling was not just a mini budget, but a concern that Labour could form the next government. What the fuck are you talking about? Oh, my God. Fuck me diagonally. I think we can file this in the never fucking happened bin. I think. I think we can print this out and put it in the fiction section. This is a tweet that when you click the post button. If you are Lord Ashcroft and you write this tweet, it's drafted, and you go to quick, you click the post button, a little Twitter bird, but with a grimace on its face, should pop up, should animate up, like, you know, eyebrows arched inward, like, uh oh, really? A bluebird just, like, pre-cringing at your drafted tweet. Like, click the tweet button, it pops up, and you're like, are you sure? <laughs> you want to tweet this? Like, did this really happen, though? Come on runs your tweet through an ai you know through a machine learning api that feeds into databases of similar tweets and comes back with stats and a recommendation like little birds like are you sure you want to tweet this because 87 percent of people who tweeted something similar were graded f on the misinformation thing you know But anyway, let's let's dig into it, because, you know, fuck it. A currency trader has just told me that a driver to sell sterling was not just a mini budget, but a concern that Labour could form the next government. Let's let's just touch on that first opening bit. A currency trader has just told me a currency trader. Not a Forex trader. (laughs) Not an FX trader. Not even just a trader. But a currency trader. I don't know. Does anyone that listens to this podcast like work work in the city? Like, doesn't that sound weird? That sounds fucking made up, is what it sounds like. Like, you know, shit fiction from someone who didn't bother to research the subject, you know? Like I've worked in the city off and on for a decade. And I've literally never heard that type of job called a currency trader yeah what's up bro i'm a what do you what do you do for a living yeah uh, yeah cool no i'm a currency trader yeah like i've never heard that it's like calling a butcher a fucking meatmonger or something you know like it's, it's technically correct but just lands wrong right what do you do i'm an audio program presenter wait uh what you mean you you do podcasts yeah Well, just fucking say that then, weirdo. You know, (laughs) so it already feels like bullshit. But fine, let's continue. A currency trader has just told me that a driver to sell sterling was not just the mini budget, but a concern that Labour could form the next government. So I like that he's put not just the mini budget. Not just the mini. But like, I like the acknowledgement. Like, guys, guys. It's not just the intellectual trust-a-fuck of Quasi and Liz bending the UK economy over and eye-wateringly buggering the shit till it prolapses on the global market. It's not just that. I mean that is probably begrudgingly a, you know, contributing factor somewhere, you know. It's it's probably being considered by some people somewhere in some corners of the city, but also worth mentioning is the deep concern that Labour could form the next government, which I found so worthy of mention, so worthy of consideration, so damning was it that I must tweet it, you know, to balance the journo-political discourse out there. It's time to keep a level head, lest we disappear into the realms of fantasy, where, you know, someone might just talk utter nonsense at the drop of a hat on Twitter God forbid, concerned that Labour might form the next government. Just take that in. We are right in the middle of a cross tornado hurricane of Brexit border chaos, a new government, a shit pit monetary policy and the arse falling out of the economy. And this guy is like, I think these guys are spooked that we might not be in charge soon. (laughs) Like, I'm surprised the NHS are still doing lobotomies, but evidently they are. Like, everything's in chaos. Crime's going to shoot up. People are going to lose their savings and pensions and homes. And this guy truly believes that investors are looking at the UK as a safe house currency and future investment opportunity. Like, well, sure, it looks good now, but... (laughs) What if that other guy gets in? (laughs) It might all go to shit, you know? The other trophy winner this afternoon... Oh, man. The The other great mind of the Conservatives this afternoon... I mean, it really... Today has been, like, stars in their eyes. But I don't know, like, if all your heroes were retarded. I mean, like, I know that's not the right word to, but I, it, whatever. I've had a couple of biz, you know? It really, it's like, tonight, Matthew, I'm going to be starved of oxygen. Tonight, Matthew, I'm going to be a person whose mother took crack in pregnancy. And at, like, out they come, doing their best impression of your mentally impaired cousin after the boating accident. You know what I mean? Anyway, here he is. Here's the other one this was a this was a thing of beauty um i don't remember labor opposing that other big risky fiscal maneuver the furlough scheme like okay all right fucking hell i don't remember labor opposing that other big risky fiscal maneuver called the furlough scheme like just put it down who the fuck let you have an android Like, what kind of trouble do patients get in on this ward when you give them smartphones? How many of these people are active on the Brexit Till I Die Telegram channel right now? 50? 100? Jesus Christ. I don't remember Labour opposing that other big risky fiscal manoeuvre, the furlough scoop. Like, first, first of all, fuck you. Second, that was a Tory policy, you fucking idiot. Like, where's the bird? Come on, Twitter. Get the feature shipped. We need it. We really do. We can't have people like this clicking post and there being no quality control, stopping them from sending this cretiny out into the ether. You know, you type this shit like I don't remember Labour opposing that other big risky fiscal manoeuvre, the furlough scheme. It should pop up. Are you sure you want to tweet that? Because 96 percent of the other people who tweeted that got replies reminding them that it was a Tory chancellor who created and rolled out the furlough scheme. You fucking learner. You utter fucking dribbler. Would you like us to like auto call the nurse, tweet at the nurse? Because we're Twitter. We stored her number when she signed up under the handle at Tired of Clowns. Like, is that is that how far through the looking glass we are now? That Tories are getting at Labour by bashing Tory policies. (laughs) Well, I don't remember Labour opposing that other policy that we rolled out, which was clearly so bad. I'm now using it as an example of something Labour should oppose. (laughs) Like, how how is this sane? This is not the debate style or discourse of a sane person. You know. Well, I, I didn't see you complain when I did that other thing that I now conveniently don't agree with. Get the fuck out of here. Bell end. (laughs) And third, I think it was first, second point, wasn't it? So I'm on the third point now. There's a huge difference between a public health emergency. I mean, I hope this should go without saying, right? Big difference between public health emergencies that necessitate basically closing down society and keeping millions of people from falling into bankruptcy the difference between that and causing fucking bankruptcy (laughs) bloody lefties i didn't see you object to helping people when we were helping oh what but now i'm about to hurt people you have a problem with that bloody hypocrite like are you mental where is this gonna go where do you guys think this is headed I mean, as I record this, Truss and Quartang are, I mean, hiding as best as I can see. Um, not quite in a fridge, but I mean, that could just be down to the electricity bill. Uh, maybe n- number 10 of like downgraded a bit, you know, hiding in Ottoman in the hallway. Hiding in the pantry, Liz. It's cheaper. Yeah. Like even people like Dan Hodges from the Mail on Sunday, are like, look, this is obviously a fucking disaster, and they're going to have to roll it back, or some of it back. And to his credit, if not that of you know financial institutions that are soon going to need credit and a lot of it, lol, he's right. And the longer they leave this and bury their heads in the sand, the more arrogant and and out of touch they appear, and the more chaotic and scary. It's going to be for the rest of us. But no, like at the moment. I mean, it's it's quite politically bewildering, isn't it? Like the last update from the Treasury was this afternoon, I think. And it said there will be no reversal of policy. No reversal of policy when this is the situation that that policy has caused. I mean, it really is. Like, it's quite darkly funny. You know, half of me wants to say, why don't you just kill it now? You know, like, let all the people who bought the dollars before shift it back into pounds now. (laughs) You kill the policy. Sterling rallies. They make another fortune. And then we can all just, you know, sign relief. I mean, that is probably, (laughs) probably looking at lawyer. (laughs) That's probably what is going on here. You know, they talk to a bunch of, Currency traders, if that's what we're calling them, they talked to a bunch of currency traders, and they said we're going to announce this policy. It's going to cause a lot of shit. So if you, you know, if you want to make a few quids, why don't you buy some dollars? And so they all went and bought their dollars. Now the pound has tanked. Now if they bought back into the pound, and they roll back this policy, the pound will rally, and they'll all get rich again. I think that's what's going on. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Though I can't say for certain without consulting legal advice. I don't want to get sued. Like, like, can we just get it over with is basically what I'm thinking. You know, if that's what's going on here, then can we just roll it back now? Let these people make their money and then we can just please just carry on with something close to normalcy, if that is even a word. Like, if you're going to gut and murder me, can we just get it over with? By this point, we get it, guys. We get it. You're cold-hearted, sociopathic, self-serving agents of evil who will happily torch the country you claim to love if it secures you a cushy role when you get kicked out of government in six months or a year. Like, your time's up and you're looting what you can. Whoever it hurts, we get it. We know what you are. Can we just do this little dance, call the GE, and move on? And And then can we implement electoral reform? Proportional representation to just lock you cunts out of power forevermore. Please. Guys, that is it for this one. Um, if you enjoy these shows, uh, the solo ones and indeed the guest ones, um, why not come down to the London meetup? I'm having a, uh, a meetup piss up. Uh, it's in London on the 27th of October, which is a Thursday in E1. Uh, we're going to get pissed and talk about Tories, realistically. Um, I'll be there. Hopefully, with a couple of friends and, and guests uh, from some of the shows that I've done over the last year and a half, um, it is exclusively available to listeners who support the show. So, if you are enjoying the episodes, guested and solo ones, um, jump on Patreon.com forward slash Aid Thompson. It is super cheap uh, to support. It starts at like three pounds a month. is the first tier. Um, or if you're not in a position position to uh, support the show, uh, all I would ask is maybe share me around. Um, just Click share or like the upwards arrow on one of the podcast uh episodes and then paste that into a chat with your mate and just say, Look, been listening to this dude. Uh he talks about politics and rants a bit. He does solo shows, but he also has guests on and just say, Yeah, I think you might enjoy it, or I've enjoyed it, maybe you might too. Or whatever. Don't even say anything. Just paste it in there. Just say, Here's a fucking link, you twat. Listen to this shit. Uh or, or maybe something nicer. I would like them to actually give me a chance. Um, if you call them a twat they might not do um another bit of show admin guys um that is less about promoting the meetup piss up and indeed less about promoting the patreon um clearly i'm trying to grow this uh, i'm trying to drag it kicking and screaming into the realm of graft over grift if you get me i want it to be self-sustaining this podcast basically i wanted to start generating money with a view here's the thing to this becoming my full-time thing and i have a day job and i'm you know work very hard at it and i'm a dad i've got two kids um so time is precious and i put a lot of effort into these uh into these shows although you know i work very hard to make it look incredibly um slapdash and uh, and shit still um but uh but i would like it to to Take off in in some capacity, and the way that I'm going to do that is half by sort of Patreon and people uh, continuing to support, uh, for which I'm incredibly grateful, and we'll read out the Patreon names in a second. Um, but also, I have to be honest, like, I'm going to start looking for sponsors. So if you listen to the show and you run a small business or you know somebody uh, who runs a small business who wants to start advertising on shows like this, um, why not get in touch? Just tweet at me at Aid Thompson or tweet at the uh, the podcast's own account, which is at uh, old Shut Up Aid, I think. Or is, is it my name that's old oh, Shut Up Aid and it's And Other Disappointments? I, think. I don't know. Just tweet at me at aid thompson with an i n on the end um or go to the funk 27 site and if you go to the contact page you can just pop your email in there and then i'll hit you back um basically what i'm looking for is a a sponsor um to uh, help grow with the show so we'll talk about some sort of deal for like six months or a year and as the listeners continue to go up and the views continue to go up on youtube then your exposure as a sponsor as a supporter of the show will continue to uh to grow also and i want it to be a sort of ideally a long-term partnership where as the show grows into you know sort of live gigs and uh maybe even dare i say uh like a festival like a mini festival stage how cool would that be if we did like a live edition of this show in a tiny little stage in glastonbury would be really fun so doing those events and continuing to put out this kind of content and two episodes a week uh ideally the theory is um that this sponsor or sponsors uh will will share in that limelight and and indeed in that exposure um Sorry, that's not a particularly fun or funny uh, update to leave you on. Uh, Hopefully any prospective sponsors won't um, (laughs) look too dimly. On, on how sort of mundane that all sounded but that's the direction of the show that i'm, I'm trying to take it and i'm really excited about uh, where things are headed so if you want to get involved in that uh, don't be shy tweet at me or jump on funk27.co.uk and uh, and get on the contact page thanks once again uh, i've got a couple of guest shows coming up soon i'm really excited about putting them out i've uh, i've already recorded them so they're ready to go so there'll be one out on friday night this week and another one next friday um, and yeah there's loads more coming up looking forward to catching up with those of you on thursday the 27th and i'll speak to the rest of you soon no doubt cheers bye